Ray, you know what makes me happy? I think I do, but I want you to tell me. Our season three sponsor, Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Oh my gosh, that makes me happy too. Yeah, you know, we visited this place a while back for the first time, and every time we make a trip down to Texas, we go out of our way to go to Roy City, Texas. Uh, I mean, it's like, what, an hour uh, east of the Dallas-Fort Worth area? It is. It's not that far out of the way at all. It's right off of I-30. Yeah, and dude, this is... I, I don't know how to describe how great this barbecue is. The brisket, the turkey, the pulled pork. I, I I have yet to have anything that wasn't just really, really darn good, man. And I got to tell, I got to tell everybody Wednesdays. That's the key, right? We, uh, yes. There's something special every Wednesday, Mike. Tell them about it. It's it's the barbecue burrito. So oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, it's. This thing, I, I watched it on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I've, I've watched it for like a couple of years before I actually got there on a Wednesday because, you know, you and I usually pop in like on a weekend, but we finally got there on a Wednesday and I got to have this burrito and it is out of this world. No, I agree, dude. It's life changing. It's like, it's one of those burritos you don't realize will change the path of your life until you have it. And then the sun gets brighter, the clouds part, your belly gets full. And somewhere angels appear and just start singing to you. It's that kind of barbecue burrito. So Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, They're in Roy City, Texas. They're about to open a brick and mortar, a new brick and mortar spot there in Roy City. You're going to have some great craft beer and some of the best Texas barbecue you've ever had. Check them out. Follow them. And when you're in the area, stop by and tell them. Mike and Big Race at you from Craft Beer Bucket List. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Craft Beer Bucket List. Ray, 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 Ray. We are well underway for season three. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic, Mike. Like literally the best day of my entire life. I don't know why it just is. I think I say that every day, though. You do. Uh, you yeah, know, I do. Um, I, I mean, I've had a couple pretty good days, so I'm not going to complain. But uh, that's a pretty high bar to say the best day of my life. I've had some really uh, great days, you know, overall. Right? So, uh, no, yeah, I understand um, that. You know, I was just thinking, uh, so you and I recently visited some breweries in Little Rock, uh, had some some good beers at some great places, and I was thinking about how awesome that is and how we go and have these experiences and we meet great people, right? And um, and that kind of brings us to our guest today. We have somebody very special with us. Uh, why, don't, why don't you introduce him, Ray? Re- introduce our guest. Yeah, I would, I would love to. So... This is always exciting, and uh, I'm, I'm happy for this. We're in season three. This is our second time to be graced by our guest. She joined us in season one. Her name is Beer Babe Jess, total beer rock star. I mean, I could go on and on with all the accolades and, and like this long list of accomplishments and, and things she's done for uh, everybody in the beer world, um, but I'll let her talk into detail about some of that. I'm sure uh, even with show notes, I will totally screw that up, and I don't want to do that. So... Everybody, welcome Jess to the show. Jess, how are how are you tonight? Hey guys, doing really good. I'm just happy to be here. I, uh, you know, like you guys mentioned, I 
joined you in season one and had a great time chatting and uh, have been watching you guys all along the way, uh, listening and, and, you know, see you guys on Twitter, Instagram. So definitely pumped to be chatting with you guys again. Yay. Thank you so much for that. You know, you know uh, before we get rolling, um, I want to talk about, we're going to try two different beers, uh, Jess, and um, we've got for, for everybody, we've got the Lost 40 uh, Squirrel Sailor. And we've got the Rogue Bat Squatch. So I tried to pick something out that um, was pretty widely distributed with the Bat Squatch and then something super local. And this this is like the Beer Babe Jess special because they're both hazies. Right? You know, I was just going to say that. Uh, you know your audience and you know your guests. So uh, cheers to you for that. I was just thinking, wow, they really know me. They got the haze girls got hazies. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um. Before before we dive and open this beer, um, every episode for season three, we're giving away uh, a, a set of stickers. Um, so this week we have stickers from Four Core Four Brewing out of Oklahoma City. Uh, Ray, why don't you tell them how they can get those stickers? No, absolutely, I'd love to do that real quick. So just like the previous weeks, all you got to do is reach out to our DM on Instagram. Find us at Craft Beer Bucket List. Drop us a message, say, hey, I want some of those stickers from this episode, and we will legit send them to you. Just that easy. But the only caveat is we need to get a message from you guys within seven days of the air date of the episode. You come hit me up in 2022 asking for stickers, and I'm going to be like, dude, sorry. Like, those lasted two days, maybe three. So that's it. Easy breezy, free brewery stickers. Just drop a line in our DM. Boom. Just like that. Yeah, we've had we have a couple of days where we've ran out within a day, and there's been a couple other ones that I guess people are, get tired of. Like, I know I'm not going to win, so they don't say anything. But then we have them for a few days. Yeah. So so definitely drop us a message. Maybe we'll just send you some of our own craft beer bucket list stickers because we have piles and piles of those. Yeah. Mike doesn't stop buying them. <laughs> I need to get like, one. Dude, of just your we face, have like Ray. ten thousand. Oh, nobody wants that. I don't want a sticker of my face. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I podcast. Yeah, got a face for radio. (laughs) Yes. It's never not funny. I love that joke. (laughs) Um, Well, how about this? Let's let's try our first beer. Uh, The first one we're going to try is Squirrel Sailor. Um, It's by Lost 40 Brewing out of Little Rock. Um, Beer Babe Jess, I think you should do the honor of opening yours first. Okay, let's do it. Woo. That's a good. That's a good solid. That was yeah. That's yeah. That's that sounded really good. Ray, what Ray, about Mike, you, sir? You want to go next? You no. can make fun of mine. No, I'd I'd like to hear Big Ray's. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. I feel like that was weak sauce again. It was. I don't. Are you not like holding your jaw right? I don't know. All right. You ready? I don't know, dude. I've. Yeah. Let me hear yours. Whoa intense that, that <laughs> popped <is> hard <laughs> so was, well i mean i don't know like uh from my end it sounded like jess's was better but ray i'm sorry you got third place no matter what i'm used to that yeah it's these sausage fingers i have it's just i don't know dude you have a gentle touch that's all yeah, yeah it's like oh anyway so hey, i got in the can that's all that matters that's right uh, Jess, so one thing we're doing before we start talking about the beer itself, uh, to prep you is 
toward the end of the beer, we're going to talk about if we, you know, how we rate it. But the more important thing is, is we're going to pair it with a song. So that's what we're doing for season three. So, you, so as you're thinking about this, think about what song like pairs well with the beer, makes you think of the beer or something like that. So, all right. So the beer, the beer, the beer, the beer, uh, what are y'all getting? I just took a big old gulp. Sorry. Um, right away. It's obvious. It's an IPA. They, uh, they labeled the can, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is a positive. It's got some hoppy notes up front. Um, it smells like mandarin oranges to me. Right. I do. There's like tangerine or mandarin and definitely some orange. It has a lot of bright citrus notes in it. And uh, mind you, I still, and I don't know if you know this, Jess, I'm, I'm sure you heard it, but I had COVID in December and three months later, I still can't smell anything. I get oh, nothing, which is sad, um, but I, I, I can taste, which is great. I got all my, my taste back, uh, but super, super citrusy. I'm getting a lot of orange, maybe some pineapple, um, maybe a little bit of tangerine. And I'm guessing with some of this, it's just really citrusy, which I'd expect for a hazy like this. I kind of like that. Yeah, and I still get a little bit of that pine there. It's not as punchy, but you, you're still getting the pine. Um, I think, too, the body on it is not as um, not as big, not as thick. I think it's a little bit thin, so it doesn't necessarily have, like, the oats that are, you know, blasting the body of this beer. It's still pretty thin and sippable and drinkable. You know, it's not overpowering. I'm going to, I don't know, like I'm picking up some like lemon and lime type flavors. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't picked out any lemon or lime yet. Um, but I mean, that, that's okay. I mean, this is definitely very orange forward for my taste, bros. Maybe, no, maybe a little, maybe, I want to say maybe a little grapefruit, but I don't, I don't, I'm not, no, not at all. I'll be quiet. You know, I'm with you though, Jess. It's just a little bit of pininess. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but it's it's subtle kind of on the back end. Enough to be there, yeah. Agree. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, I don't know if it's uh, it's a little bit of peachy peach peachy. <laughs> if I can get my words straight. Like a little bit of peach too, I guess. I don't I don't know. Like I'm peer- I don't know like how to describe the flavors I'm picking out of this. Something tropical, it sounds like, or you guys are picking up on. It's kind of there a little bit, you know, I feel like, uh, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to come out and say anything bad about, about lost 40 or this beer, but am I out of touch saying that where we, we have all this, I don't feel like this is really a hazy. I would agree. It doesn't, it doesn't really taste like I get a lot of the haze. Um, like I was saying the body and, uh, it's maybe poured into a glass. Well, I, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna echo what y'all th- y'all say. I, th- I think. I mean, it doesn't taste bad. I like the taste of it. Um, it's just not what I expected. Um, no, same. Yeah. You know, so I think it's drinking pretty easy to me. Like it's, it's a so, so you know the the it's, it doesn't have the body that I was hoping for. It doesn't have some of the the the, the taste palate uh, diversity that I was hoping for, but. You know, it finishes pretty dry. It's got a medium body. It's lightly carbonated. Um, so it drinks pretty easy overall. I just uh, don't think it's good representation of the style. 
Right. And yeah. yeah, especially these days, we're so spoiled by these, these hazies that look like, you know, they're just so fluffy. Right. And I feel like this one kind of has the body of a regular IPA and it's 6.3. It says 6.3%. I, I agree with you. I thought it was a little bit lower. Like it is easy drinking. Like I could see myself slugging this out of the can on a hot day and feeling like it was only a five and a half percent. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Definitely a crushable beer. Uh, easy to drink. No, it's, it's not so dry that it's a turnoff or something that'll force you to drink it slow, but it's kind of there, but yeah, definitely on a hot day, this would be easily pounded. Mm-hmm. Jess, I, I'm interested in th- hearing what you have to say about the, the, the can art can design. Yeah. So, I'm digging their logo, the Lost 40. So I, I don't know much about them. I haven't seen a lot of their stuff. But you can tell they do a lot of good consistency with their with their fonts between their logo and then the font that they use for their name. Um, I think it's tough in a 12-ounce format to do a whole lot with art without it getting a little bit busy or, you know, kind of scrunched. Um, cause you have, you have like the rope design and then the forest design, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I see the little squirrel has the anchor. So I see it's kind of, you know, squirrel sailor. It all kind of comes together. The squirrels in the forest, you have the, the knots and then the little anchor. Um, it's good. It's, it's to me, it's not super innovative design. I think it's, it's safe, which is fine. I think um, you know, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think it would super stand out on the shelf, but I, I get what they're going for. And I think it's done well. It's just not anything that's like super eye catching. You know, I know before we talked about breweries and how design and aesthetics are such a selling point and, you know, people will just buy beer for the beauty of the can or, you know, hard kombuchas you're seeing that are so beautiful colored, like all this stuff. Um, it seems like they're, they're not as progressive in their design as that, but I give them credit. It's, it's a, um, it's definitely unique, you know, squirrel sailor and you've got the squirrel, you've got the sailing, you've got the forest. So uh, maybe it'd be cool to see some sort of, you know, boat or ocean or something like that. But uh, yeah, overall give it like a B minus C plus average, average plus, you know, yeah, and, and it's something to echo kind of something you said is, you know, and I like the colors they used, um, but it just seems kind of busy. But it does. It, it did, you know, I, I picked these up. Uh, I was looking for uh, some hazy IPA specifically that's local. And um, I noticed the can art before I noticed what type of beer it was. So um, just because I was like, what the hell is Squirrel Sailor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, you, you know, so, uh, overall, um, I'm, I'm going to say this is a, for, for me, um, not a good representation of the style, but still a, a decent beer. Nonetheless, um, I would give it probably a seven out of 10, um, just cause of the drinkability and the, and the, and the taste. So what, what about y'all? Ray, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, sure. And I was thinking the same thing, Mike. Uh, I, w- I want to give it a seven. Um, not what I want from a hazy 
right? It's yummy. It tastes good. I'll drink more of these. I'm a fan of Lost 40, right? Uh, but this is not what I want from a hazy IPA. Uh, so maybe if they labeled the can differently, uh, sure. Totally acceptable, right? And we've talked about that more than once. Um, call it what it is. If if you're making a hazy, if that's your recipe, it turns out a little differently, then scrap the recipe and start over or call it what it is. Call it a New England IPA or a West Coast that's, you know what I mean? Call it what it is. You know, I'm not an expert on, on that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I know when I see hazy, there's a, a list of things I expect as a beer drinker. I'm not a brewer, right? So that's not my area of expertise. I won't claim that, but um, I look for certain flavors and I get those by the label. So seven out of 10 for me, not a terrible beer, very delicious. Just, uh, I was, I feel a little misled. Yeah. And that's fair. I think you bring up really thoughtful points and I think, yeah, I would go around like six, seven, five, six, six, five, six, seven, five. And I think, you know how I would describe it as more of an East meets West. Um, I recently had a beer that they were calling a East meets West coast pale ale. Um, you know, so you're getting a little bit of, you know, it's not a clear beer a hundred percent, you know, it's definitely not see-through like a regular IPA, but it's also not that super new Englandy, like very foggy, very thick with the chub haze. Um, so I've seen different breweries call, you know, use different terminology. I think humble C says like foggy IPA. That's kind of their gig where it's, it's not super haze, but it's not clear. Um, it's in the middle. And to me, that's kind of what this feels like, like East meets West. Yeah, I can totally see that. And I want to contrast on the opposite scale of this. Um, I was recently at the, the Two Tides Brewery in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, they are well known for their their hazy IPAs. It's kind of their jam. Yeah. Um, I think they had eight or nine different IPAs on tap. And uh, where I thought they were all yummy, they were all so not hot forward. They were very hazy, citrusy forward, very low IBU. Very low hops, and I'm like, um, this is hazy. You totally nailed that, and these are delicious, but is it really an IPA? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it says that you guys use some uh, of the big-name hops in this, but I tasted none of it. Yeah. So, again, I'm not gigging two tides. I really, I, I love their beers. I, I love the brewery. I had, I had a good time there, but it was too dialed down for me on the hoppiness. So it's like, ah. So again, I'm not gigging anybody, right? I don't want to come across as being ugly or saying, no, they're terrible because that's not it at all. Um, I mean, obviously they're popular beers. They're, they're selling a, a ton of them. So people are liking it and that's great. But it's like, let, let, ah, let's make it like what you labeled it as. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, Definitely. people are going to, I'm, I'm going to get canceled for this too. watch. No way. No. And they, <laughs> you know, they add a lot of like oats, you know, to really give it all that thickness. And I think, um, you know, they, they, it, it, it's interesting. Um, did you have by chance the six foot hazy IPA? That was one that I bought when I was down there in, uh, Savannah. It's a, the one with the wave. It's, um, like a blue can. Um, it's, it's so good. I don't know when I went in there, I had a flight. Um, so I, I didn't see the cans. The only can that I, I brought home two four packs of the how much cheese is too much cheese. Um, have you heard of that? I don't know if they were brewing that when you visited. I didn't see um, it. But it's a it's a chocolate covered strawberry uh, lactose sour. Oh, um, wow. Uh, yeah, just a 
whole, which is odd for oddball for them to have. I mean, they had a few sours, but that's not really their jam. Um, but this this particular beer was just uh, a showstopper for how good it was. So, not to go on a caveat, we're talking about hazy IPAs, and I'm over here talking about a lactose sour. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic beer, and uh, that's one that we're going to be reviewing on a future episode. Um, I just recently got one of those canes over to to Mike, so we can try that together. Um, Very cool. But yeah, so just but again, two ties in the contrast of I thought it was dialed down too much, but it had all the haze, but no hoppiness. So, and here with this one, the, the Squirrel Sailor from Lost Forty. We have some of the citrus and uh, the hoppiness, but not enough haze. Yeah. So with the, so I think it's time that we pair this. So you know this this the squirrel sailor hazy IPA six point three percent from Lost Forty out of Little Rock um, deserves to have some songs paired with it. Um, who I, I think uh, Ray, you should pair first, and then um, we'll go from there because you know. I, I always think you have the worst suggestions. So. I, I do, <laughs> right? It, it is what it is. I can't open a beer can and make it sound cool. My song choices are terrible. I don't even know why I'm here. Uh, no. So I'm going to go with a goofy old song with this. Uh, as soon as I saw this beer, the song popped in my head. I didn't even need to drink the beer. The beer confirmed it for me, <laughs> honestly. Um, it's called the Mississippi Squirrel Revival by Ray Stevens. Have you ever heard that? I don't think so. So it's uh, it's one of those things you, like it's so over the top. Ray Stevens was just one of those country artists like in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, was just kind of the only thing going like that at the time. But they're just goofy songs. The music videos are super over the top, funny, cheesy. But it's all clean humor, right? It's It's all clean. It's family friendly, but it's just funny. So I would sing it, but I don't need anyone's ears to bleed. Uh, so I would I would challenge you to Google this about the squirrel that went to church and started a revival. <laughs> and all the I, events. Revival goes west, part ten. <laughs> oh wait, he wasn't a squirrel, but he was sort of a little rodenty thing. <laughs> I, right. I think it, I think it's track. So, it tracks. I go, I go really general with this. I go kind of generic only because it is talking about sailing. And I just think of that stick song where it's like, come sail away, come sail away. <laughs> sail oh, yeah. Me. That's just, you know, one of those songs everyone has heard. And uh, that's where my head went. There you go. Oh, man. Well, so uh, she just stole my song. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Wow, we're on the same way, same wavelength. Yeah, I'm, so I'll tell you another. So, so when I think of, um, so the, I don't know why it just popped in my head. So I was like, oh, I got to find another song. And the first thing that popped in my head was the Zach Brown Band Toes song. You ever heard that? You know, I got my ass in the water, toes in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. That's perfect because this would yeah. be like a life is beer. good today. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like a he he was a very indie southern rock country artist and then he kind of went mainstream country for a little bit and but anyway which go. which which is kind of funny because uh you know it just popped into my head I was you know I had the 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 stick song and then boom I got stolen 
got swatted away like a, a you know somebody's shooting a ball and I got swatted. Oh, not in my house. Someone yeah, took the acorn right out of the squirrel's hands. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, special guests. If it was Ray, I wouldn't allow it, but you know. <laughs> You're a lot nicer than Ray. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, we, we give Ray a hard time only because he's such a good natured guy. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I can take it. Yeah. Sometimes. You, if you so, want a hard time, uh, if you didn't love him. Right. Yeah. Right? No, so true. I don't think Mike and I ever say anything nice about each other. Like, ever, even in person, uh, the things that we say to each other would, could potentially make a sailor blush. And uh, I kind of prefer it that way. It's like, you know, yeah. That's how, that's how guys do, I guess, sometimes. I'm sure that the ladies are the same way, you know, with their own, with their own flavor, I suppose. I don't know. Um, but that's how, that's how some of those guys are anyway. There you go. J- just with, with, but, your, with your friends, do you compliment them by putting them down? I think is the best way to describe that. Um, no, I think that's more of a guy thing. I think. Okay. At least with micro friends, it's very much like um, just pumping them up like all the time. Just yeah. telling them how amazing they are, how much you love them. It's just, it's just like it's like an opposite ping. It's just all the way on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> so okay, um, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's that's probably the healthier way to go. Right. And I know, and I know Jess has been doing a lot with like the, the mental health awareness and all that, uh, with, with her, uh, social media and whatnot, but, and maybe that's a good time to, I segued without even meaning to Jess, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you've done lately there? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there is a nonprofit called hope for the day. Um, it's htfd.com, I believe. And, um, if you just Google hope for the day, their their site will come up. You'll see that they offer a lot of resources and education um, for uh, mental health awareness. Um, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, suicide. Their mission is really to get the word out and get people talking. I think um, you know a lot of times these are things we don't say, and so um, you know they're kind of considered bad words or they're embarrassing or you're ashamed or you're, you know, you you don't want to be a bummer or whatever it is that you don't talk about it. Um, it sort of prompted this big movement that they're working on. So hope for the day partnered with a couple of different beer brands, um, a a brewery called Eagle park, um, a hop farm, a malt company, uh, and a couple of other beer brands in the Midwest. Um, and they launched, um, Things We Don't Say IPA, uh, which is sort of a call to action. So it's a it's it's basically encouraging breweries to sign up and brew this beer called The Things We Don't Say. Um, it's, you know, the whole idea is that it's craft beer for mental health. Uh, proceeds are going to go to help for resources. Um, they're even talking about, you know, things are still in the works. I've been able to sit in on a couple of calls, which has been great as just an ambassador for the cause, uh, you know, my friends, um, are working really hard just to get the word out and they know that I'm really big into mental health and I talk about it. And, um, uh, I just talk about therapy and how it's changed my life and how, you know, I'm always talking about feelings. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's really cool. We've got a lot of folks signed up. I think like over 150, 180 breweries globally. So, 
you know, people from all around the globe have signed up to brew the Things We Don't Say IPA. They're talking about perhaps having, you know, in brewery um, panels, um, you know, resources, um, you know, people, you know, um, having folks come in and, and talk and, and, and give, you know, talks about, you know, mental health, especially in these times and especially for people in the, in the service industry, because it's been such a bizarre year for them. And, um, yeah, so super pumped to be a part of it. Super honored to, you know, use my platform to spread the word and let people know all about hope for the day and things we don't say IPA. Uh, you guys can follow at craft beer for mental health for more. There's definitely a whole lot more to it. Um, but that's kind of the, the, the overview. So, uh, yeah, keep staying tuned to my Instagram and, and Twitter and I'll keep sharing out all the good info. And, and just to remind everybody that's at beer, babe, Jess, um, Jess with two S's, um, pretty easy to find. Um, and some, I mean, good content related to the mental health awareness, but also some good content otherwise. Uh, Ray, I know we need to take a break. Um, why don't you tell us what we're going to have right after the break? Yes, whenever we get back, we are going to be talking about the Bat Squatch Hazy IPA from Rogue Brewing. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our Season 3 sponsors, Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on Facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude. Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. All right. Welcome back from that break. Um, you know, we have another hazy IPA to share with Jess. Uh, another uh, intentionally picked beer for Jess. Um, so next up, we have the Bat Squatch hazy IPA from Rogue Ales. Rogue Ales uh, and they're out of Oregon. Um I think we should let Jess open her beer first again. I'm going to do the honors. Yeah, I love it. So this is, um, wow. That was really yeah, good. That was intense. It's, it's, a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Like it's a whole scientific thing. <laughs> she wins. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to open mine. I give up. I'm just going to talk about it like I actually opened this. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Open it up, Ray. Yeah. All right. That's good. Good. All right. Uno, dos, trace. Wow. I definitely think Jess like totally dominated. Like right. that was... There's going to be such an audio spike when I edit this and post later. I'm probably going to have to turn my JBLs down a little bit. I'm going to wait for it. And uh, yeah, so kudos. Uh, well, Jess, I'll send you out your certificate of the best uh, beer opener for this episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. <laughs> Something you can add to your resume. <laughs> so, 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 uh, what's with this beer? Let's uh, let's hear what you got. 
Yeah. So, um, I haven't, I haven't had a lot of rogue lately. Um, I think I feel like early on in craft beer, maybe like 2013 ish, I drank, I, I knew a lot more about Rogue. I had some of their beers. Um, they've kind of fallen off. I think I've just kind of gotten more, you know, into different different breweries. Um, like I remember Dead Guy Ale. Like that was a big mm-hmm. one, right? You know, um, really put them on the map. That was like one of the the first things I had by them. But this is good. So Sasquatch. I'm sorry, Bat Squatch. So uh, I'm liking it. I'm, so this can art to me really stands out and maybe we can get to that in a minute, but um, it is really juicy. Again, it doesn't have that really heavy body, um, but I'm definitely getting, you know, the sort of trifecta here. So you're getting that citrus, tropical fruit um, forward, and then I'm getting the a little bit of pine. Not as piney as our squirrel friend, but... Yeah, all in all, I'm I'm a fan. You know, I I, I was smelling it before um, I took a drink, and you know, I'm getting some of the similar smells, but not as strong or pungent. So it's a little dialed back to me as far as the uh, aroma. But uh, you know, I, I have to echo what Jess was saying about this. You know, with the, with the body and the flavors and stuff like that. To me, um, you know, again, I I don't know. Maybe what Jess said in a previous segment, right on. We're, we're kind of getting spoiled to some different aspects of this style uh, from these people that are trying to push the envelope. But I, I just, uh, ha- I was hoping it'd have a little bit more body. What do you think, Ray? So <clears throat> I like the mouthfeel, but this is definitely a medium bodied beer. Uh, but I like the, I don't know how to say this. I like the delivery method of this citrus in this beer versus the last one that we had. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could walk up and slap somebody in the face, right? And be like, hi, how you doing? And uh, you immediately get their attention. Like, oh, this person got like, yeah, they just slapped me. Or you can come up and you can just like gently tap them on the shoulder. Hi, how you doing today, buddy? I'm glad you're here. Have an orange. Right. And I feel like the bat squatch gently tapped me on the shoulder and handed me an orange. Yes. Instead of punching me in the face with it. Oh my right? god! Love this. And I love uh, this. and I know that's a really oddball way of going about it, but that's how I feel about. It. I was gently handed the orange, which is what I want from a hazy. Like this is it. Like like Jess said earlier, the trifecta. Everything is coming together cohesively. Um, it's the. I think it's a little too light bodied for what I want for this, but I can accept that. That that's fine. Uh, but it's the delivery method here for me. And I, and I think they nailed this um, on the head in calling this a hazy IPA because it, it really is. This is true to the style. This is what I want. I would call that, you know, well-balanced, right? You're getting that gentle fruit. You're getting, you know, there's nothing that's punching you. There's nothing like the pine isn't going pow. The the citrus isn't bursting. It's It's really balanced. It's you know, soft. It, it, it's especially if you take a sip of your squirrel sailor and go back to that and then kind of mix it up and go back to rogue. It's really interesting to, to taste them side by side. You know, I, a lot of people say, you know, all hazies taste the same. And I've thought about doing like a blind test, you know, like, can you tell the difference? Can you call the difference? But now that we're doing this, I'm actually really glad we're doing this, you guys. I'm glad we're doing it together because you make some really good points. 
uh, Ray, about just really how it, how balanced and, and light and smooth it is. It's the delivery options. Hmm. Absolutely right, man. Mm. Are you I getting... know I make some weird analogies. That's just what pops in my head. <laughs> it tracks. It works out. Yeah. Well, thank you. So, Mike, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, we've heard just a little bit from you. Oh, well, you know, um, so I like it. Um, I, I like it better than the, the Sailor Squirrel. Um, squirrel Sailor. The So, th- this is... A, this in. in Ray knows this, Jess, but this is not a style I gravitate to naturally, uh, IPA or the hazies. Um, I, I tend to like the hazies a little bit more because of the body and the uh, more citrus uh, aspects to most of them. Um, and, and I'm getting some of that. So it does it, it does taste citrusy. With I'm getting some uh, orange and some pineapple out of it, and I like that. I like I love pineapple juice, and I'm mm. I'm picking up on some of that. I think it's for for me the the it's a very medium to heavy medium body. Uh, it's got good carbonation, and I, th- I think all of that combined, um, again for me, it works out really well. I think it's a very refreshing beer. This this beer to me feels like um, what I would drink instead of a mimosa, you know. And I think that's mm. I, th- I think that's a good thing. I think this is a beer I would have at brunch and could have one or two of and. And feel good about it. So that's kind of yeah, where I'm sitting at it. I like that. I like the way you, I think this would be a great brunch beer. I think too, this beer, you know, you can get this, it's, it's readily available. You know, Rogue is widely distributed. So if you had a friend or family member or, you know, some sort of backyard get together or something and you wanted, you know, a beer for people who maybe don't, like aren't totally into like very, very hoppy IPAs, you know, something that is like an easy drinker. Um, you know, even though we're at six, seven here, it doesn't taste like it at all. Um, something that is sort of a gateway. It feels like almost a gateway to IPA. It's like, you know, very sessionable. Yeah. I think a lot of people would like this beer, you know, and, and I think, uh, I think that about our previous beer too. I think both of them are beers that, uh, a wide variety of folks can pick up and enjoy. Um, but this, this bat squatch, I think is just a little bit more, uh, honed in and dialed in, uh, with a mm. lot of it. So, so I got, so you mentioned it, Jess, I really am interested in what you think about the can art. Yeah. So we have this bat squatch, right? He looks like a cross between a Sasquatch and a bat and he's got the, it's all a teal can with the hot pink and his ears and under his wings and, Gosh, he's even got so much detail. So you have like he's drooling and his teeth and his eyes are glowing and he's got claws and super detailed. Um, There's like, you know, he's just coming out of like the cornfields or something here. I think the font for Bat Squatch is really funny. It's definitely like a Frankenstein Halloween kind of font. It's kind of, you know, spooky and uh, outlined again in the hot pink. And then you notice things are kind of on an angle on the bottom, which is interesting, kind of almost, uh, where it says that the beer style, a lightning rod and then 12 ounces, it's kind of interesting how it's not all hundred percent perfect, which, you know, 
I can appreciate why, um, because we have all that grass and, and detail on the bottom, but I think that might drive some people crazy for the fact that it's not, you know, totally even and, and uh, squared up, but uh, definitely stands out, definitely something different. Uh, a little busy for my design aesthetic taste. I, I, I prefer like simpler lines and simpler design, but like this is on brand for them. Uh, so I definitely appreciate it. I definitely like brand continuity when you see cans that you, you're like, yes, that is Rogue. Like I would, you know, I, you know, can recognize that as Rogue even if I didn't look at the logo. Uh, so good on them. And they even have here, you know, pair it with white cheddar, grilled salmon or strawberry shortcake. Like those are some super specific things. Uh, you know, maybe that's an idea. Maybe sometime, you know, if you see a beer that has pairings on the side, you make a little plate and you have those, those foods like that would be kind of crazy or it'd be cool in person with, you know, friends or something, um, like a little side by side, but all in all, I give it because because it stands out, because it's so on brand, and, and I am familiar with the brand, so it's not really fair of me to give it extra points for that. But I'm I'm giving this like a B. I'm I'm feeling like, you know, just because it's not to my taste doesn't mean it's not well done and I can appreciate the creativity and and even the write-up. I was looking on Untapped. Uh they're just they make a joke of it, you know. Uh Rumors have circled that deep in the woods on Mount St. Helens lives the fabled bat squatch. While there are many tales, they're hazy on the details. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. Uh, so kudos to them for being creative, having fun, even though they've been in the game so long. That's that's what I got. <laughs> so something that uh, when you were talking about like bat squatch uh, in the bottom with the lightning bolt kind of being uh, tilted. And I wonder, so, and, and I remember being in the grocery store line when I was a kid and you'd see the tabloid type things that'd be like bat boy and whatever crazy stuff's mm. going on. And it, I, and I don't know this cause I can't remember, I can't picture it in my mind, but I kind of feel like that tilted, uh, and with the, with the font and the tilt was kind of like what was on those tabloid newspaper magazines that you could get. I could so I wonder that. if that's a throwback to that. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go, I'd have to do some re research on that. Um, but I, I you know, I'm with you. I, I really like it. I, you know, um, the I'm with you. There's a lot here. Um, but I also like the fact that there's not too many things I have to read. Um, so mm. I went back and looked at that, the, the our previous beer and there's a lot of reading this one, just while it's busy, it's less stuff to read, which makes it easier overall to get it, you know, digest it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Keep it simple. I like it. But I do, yeah. you know, when you turn it and you get the, the pairings and the, the tasting notes and all that, I think that's, kudos for them to make you know carving out space to do that when i didn't have to um because i think that's awesome so for sure yeah i agree i like the fact that uh when i go buy a six pack of these uh which i'm going to do um i i'm i only have to read like five words and after i catch a steady buzz from this i can just look at my can and just look at this creature and be like, thank God he's just on the can and not in my yard. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Creepy. Right? He's he's an intimidating individual. Like, I think I might cry in the corner if I saw one of these for real. Um, right? Yeah. I think you could be so, Batsquatch for Halloween. I I probably could. You could get your pair of that wings. Be, you know, you've got a pretty good wide you know, wingspan. You could get a pair of wings on there and just kind of you know, pull them out. Yeah. 
So I think I think you could pull it off. And you and you're, I, I think you're I could. Yeah, you're, you're a pretty tall dude, so you could look intimidating. You just need like yeah. a uh you know, like a, a Yeti Sasquatch uh suit and I mean some some fun ears and some fun wings, and I think you got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except I won't do that in Oklahoma. And we just talked about this this weekend, Mike. Yeah, I visited you. I went to Arkansas this past weekend. And I'm taking a huge caveat here. Um, I don't know if this made the news where you're at, Jess, in California. But um, there's some legislature in Oklahoma where they're looking to open up a uh, a hunting season for Sasquatch. Right? So Bigfoot is a huge here, thing here in, the, in, in Oklahoma. Oh, like, wow. We're just going to make a hunting season. And I'm like, I am 6'5". 30 inches across. I could walk outside the woods without a t-shirt and someone's gonna be like, Oh, there's a Bigfoot. Let's shoot it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. So if I dress up like bat squatch, I might go to Oregon where it's a little more safe for me to, to do that. Uh, right. the rednecks might not shoot at me out in the trees or in the Walmart parking lot, wherever. Um, I love my state, but sometimes the ideas that we get are just not in my opinion, the most well thought out. Yeah. So, Anyway, I'll I'll get off my my soapbox here before I break it. So, uh, so the bat squatch hazy six point seven percent from Rogue Ells, uh, and they're out of Newport, Oregon. Um, rate uh, time to start with some numbers here. What kind of rating yes. would you give this for a uh, hazy IPA? I you know I'm going to go high with this. I'm going to give it a nine. It really spoke to my taste, bros. It's super crushable. It's everything I want. And again, I've got to go back to the delivery method. Uh, I was gently handed the orange grapefruit pineapple in a nice package. And uh, they said, thank you. I went to their website, left a nice review. You know, the little survey they send out. Aww. And uh, I, I really liked that. So this spoke to me on all sorts of levels. Uh, so easy nine out of 10 for me. Um, Jess, what about you? That's awesome. And like I said, I do appreciate this. I appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate that I can go get this at the store. I can have it at a, um, you know, barbecue. I can find it easily. I don't have to wait in line. I'm not paying $25 a four pack. Hey, no hate. I still do it. Um, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it is. I'd probably go closer to like an eight only because, you know, like we said, I'm a little spoiled. We've been you know, handed some pretty amazing hazies and uh, I still want to give it the recognition that I think it deserves for what it is. So give it a good, good old B. So I was, okay. So I was kind of do this. I was thinking the same number. I'm going to give it an eight as well um, for, you know, a lot of the similar reasons is to me, I just expected a bit more uh, from a hazy and a bit more from rogue. Um, but overall, very good beer. Um, uh, I think both of you laid down laid down the, the facts there really well. So it's going to get an eight out of ten for me. And now it is time, Ray. It is time, Jess, for us to pick a song that we would pair with Bat Squatch. Um, Jess, do you want to go first? I I know exactly where I go. It's na 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 Bat Squatch. That's where I'm at. That's my song. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with that? Yeah. There it is. The classic, you know, Batman. You got to do it. 
Yeah. It's too easy. Uh, Ray, what about you, sir? Man, I've got to take such a huge detour from that. Um, so for me, this beer is so chill, right? And it's just one of the, the I, I don't know, man. It, it almost hit me on an emotional level. And in staring at the can art, this Bat Squatch has these two really bright yellow eyes. And uh, so I'm taken to a, a 90s band for also from the West Coast. They're from uh, Seattle. You guys might have heard of them, but they're called Pearl Jam. And uh, my song is Yellow Leadbetter. There we go. Because it's just uh, like, yeah, it hit me like that. Not Yeah. Man, Yellow Leadbetter was the my ringtone on my phone for like, I don't know, a decade. Oh, right. Uh, that opening rift. So, yeah. Wow. Commitment. I know both of us in the yeah. day really, really get down on that song. Yeah. So and, uh, even now, you know, 25 years later, yeah. it's just like, mm, every time I hear it, it's like the first time. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, that was such a, that was such a good opening. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. It was back when I, you know, you had the Nokia phones and you had to like, you know, buy ringtones and, you know, they were like two ninety nine <laughs> right? or whatever back in the day. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go, you know, we're going to have some very good diversity here. So I'm going to go even different from that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Werewolves in London, uh, which is a 70s song by Warren Zavon. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, werewolves in London. So, which, which love is, it, love it, love it. yeah. So Kid Rock uh, did that all summer long song to the yeah. same tune. Um, so that yep. could kind of go with it, but, uh, yeah, werewolves of London. Uh, I think it's, uh, kind of a cool, catchy song. And I thought of it when we were drinking this, so it's going to be cool. in my head now. Yeah. Which is your welcome. <laughs> the, um, so overall, uh, uh, you know, we've got two eights and a nine. I think that's pretty good scores. Um, b- before we kind of begin our wrap up here though, I wanted to ask, Jess about uh, some of the stuff she's doing for uh, women's month uh, there. Uh, you know, she, she has, she does a lot of great things through her social media and, um, and, you know, I, I appreciate that on a personal level, but I think overall, I think you do some great stuff and, and you've, I've seen you do a post a lot and, you know, you've done some, some cool stuff with this women's beer month or women's beer month, women's month with beer. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about what, what you've done and uh, where you've gone with it this month? For sure. Yeah. Um, so March one kicked off international women's day and then I'm sorry, international women's month. Um, and then women's day was March 8th. So a busy, busy, busy few weeks doing some collaboration brewing with some local breweries. There's a brewery called Harlan brewing. They're fantastic. They're in San Diego. And they had invited a group of us to come out and do a women's brew day with them. It was a collaboration with a local women's florist. Uh, We used a bunch, uh, 12 pounds to be exact, of her lavender. So this beer was a sour IPA uh, conditioned on lavender, blueberry, and Meyer lemon. Uh, Beautiful pink-purple hue. Uh, I did post it. If you guys want to just check out that color. Really cool experience. The florist name is Native Poppy. Like I said, they're local women-owned San Diego florist. Uh, so a bunch of us came out, did the bit, you know, brewed brewed beer, uh, tasted a bunch of samples, hung out, and uh, what they actually told me, they had a online release for the cans, 
it sold out in 15 seconds, you guys. Unbelievable. So Wow, that's super that's awesome. cool. I think people were pumped. I think people saw, uh, you know, several several ladies on Instagram were a part of this. Native Poppy, of course, has a huge following and a huge fan base in San Diego. So folks were really interested, I think, too, because the beer is such a unique style. I mean, we don't see a lot of sour IPAs. They really, to me, the way that I came to know sour IPAs was more of an East Coast style. I know there are a couple breweries that in Florida that do sour IPAs, but they're they're very rare. Um, and just the fact that we got to use this local uh, lavender and and partnered with a, a bunch of women and and really did it up was really cool. So that's the first collab. Uh, the beer is called Super Bloom. And um, the second collab was, you know, really near and dear to my heart. A small family, diversely owned brewery in San Diego reached out to me and said, hey, we love what you do. We found you on here. Do you want to collaborate? And, you know, full transparency, I hadn't heard of them. And I, and I wanted to check them out because before I commit to anything, I want to make sure that it's something you know, that I truly, you know, believe in and it's a brand that I know and I, and I meet the people and I kind of feel the energy. So went up there, introduced myself, met the owner, Daryl, such a chill guy, just a great person. Um, you, you know, he asked if I wanted to collaborate. I, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, I want to like meet you guys, like taste your beer, kind of see what they're about. Right. Before I kind of get into something and, uh, Loved it, loved them, and um, I just can't. I just kept coming up with these ideas. I asked him if we could do something for Women's Day. Do we have enough time? You know, because this was about middle of Feb, and he's like, absolutely. And I was like, well, here's here's what I'm thinking. And I, you know, I came up with like recipe ideas. I came up with the name, the can design uh, concept. I worked with a really talented woman. Um, designer, can designer. She does a ton of brewery cans, beer cans out here in San Diego and, and, and all over. Uh, her name is Brittany at Craft Graphics. She brought the ideas to life for me, for us. Um, you know, when I, I went in, in uh, a few times and, and helped with brewing and then we added the raspberry and they, they asked, you know, we tasted it and he's like, do you want to add more? I was like, more and more. Um, so really cool experience. I got to touch every part of the process, the journey. And then the best part about it is Daryl, like I said, he just kept green lighting me every step of the way and he never said no. And he went above and beyond, but, uh, I had said to him, you know, I know it's been a weird year, but is, do, what do you think about like maybe a small portion of the proceeds going to women in need and, uh, in San Diego, you know, cause I know they're a very community based brewery. They're tiny and mighty and they're always doing things that they're always partnering with folks in the community. And he said, absolutely. So I did some research. I found this uh, women's organization for women who have dealt with uh, past trauma, mental health problems, um, you know, mental illness, um, women who have been in domestic violence situations or just going through really, really hard stuff. They, you know, host these women and give them, you know, place to stay and, and help, help them get the help that they need through therapy and, and, you know, psychiatric services. So really cool event. You know, we had a little outdoor kind of patio party and 
the women came from Big Sister League. They they came and got to meet them and chat with them and hear more about what they do. And, you know, uh, there was even, like I said, Daryl had all these ideas. We made these this commemorative glassware, which was really cool. And it was really just a fun kind of project and really, really thoughtful, meaningful, and, and meant so much to me just to be able to to add a little positivity in the world wherever possible. And I have to just thank them for, you know, again, it's like, it was such mutual trust. Like they trusted me. I trusted them. You know, their head brewer was great. And we just, we all felt so much love and passion for this. And the beer is this beautiful Instagrammable pink, uh, which, you know, of course I love, but uh, you know, more than that, it, it, it helped, it helped women in need and, and we'll find out uh, what the grand total donation is. And I had told Daryl, you know, depending on that number, I'd like to see if I could match it or, or, or perhaps, you know, match it up to a certain dollar amount just so I can, you know, push it further. And again, keep pouring it forward, which, you know, the name of the beer is really just a call to action for all of us. And a reminder, you know, that, uh, women support women, but really, I think everywhere humans support humans. And, uh, you know, my kind of challenge is like, let's keep pouring it forward and, and, and spreading a little bit of positivity around wherever we can. So uh, I have extra cans for you guys. Uh, I'll be sending a can your way. I wish I could have gotten to it sooner. But uh, yeah, super pumped. And um just happy to be able to talk about it and, and, and share the, share the love. And, and, and as you're talking about that, I tracked it down. It's your March 7th post. Um, you've got some good pictures, uh, of the beer and, and folks, what you can do is you can go to beer, babe, Jess, um, Jess is on, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, right. Or not on Facebook. I can't remember. I'm not good at Facebook to be honest. I am not good on Facebook. I am uh, Instagram, Twitter, and then, yeah, just my website where you can find my blog with my beer recommendations, my merchandise. It's all just beerbabejust.com. So try to keep it easy for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but I would definitely go go check her out. Um, again, like we said, beyond uh, you know, the, the great beer content, um, she she's involved in some super cool stuff from, you know, with, from, from whatever cause. And that's something I'd really admire about you, to be honest, is, you know, you use this platform you have to do some great things. And, um, and I, and, and that's the reason why, you know, I think we both, uh, enjoyed, uh, slowly getting to know you and having you on the, on the podcast and keeping up with each other. So it's been, it's been craft beer, man, craft beer. Isn't it something? It I mean, does. You know. It brings us all together. And I think, um, you know, I think it's just such a, such a connector and it's, it's important for us to stay connected, especially now. And, uh, you know, people can't travel as much. And I think, you know, just being able to be online and be on social media and connect in that way and share love and share positivity and share, what are you drinking? I think it's, it's really cool. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just keep it up. You guys keep doing what you do. I love it, and uh, always talking to interesting people and and drinking good beer. So um, let's, let's you know, cheers to that. Yes, indeed, absolutely. 
So, so out of respect for everybody's time, because I know we've all, we, we all talked and we've got some other stuff going on. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up so that we can, uh, plus I'm out of beer. So I'm going to wrap this episode up so that we can get on. <laughs> oh, down the road. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, it's been a good time here with y'all. And I, so, um, to, to give us a, a, a brief overview of the, the beers we had, we had the lost 40 squirrel sailor, uh, and they're out of little rock, uh, Arkansas. Uh, we had a seven, a seven, and a six, five, six, seven, five, somewhere right in there. Um, basically, we're getting in the high sevens. We're in the seven point seven five ish overall. Getting close, or sorry, six point seven five ish. I had my my math wrong in my head. And then um, you know, we had some good songs coming out. We had Ray Stevens' Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Um, Jess stole my idea with Sticks Come Sail Away, but I came back. I rebounded with Zach Brown uh, Toes. And then we with Rogue Bat Squatch, uh, it got an eight, an eight, and a nine. So we're looking in the you know the mid eight range, uh, which is also very good. Um, Jess came in strong with the Batman theme song, uh, changing it to Bat Squatch instead of Batman. Um, <laughs> Ray picked out a, a classic Yellow Leadbetter by Pearl Jam, and I followed up with Werewolves in London. So I, you know, overall I think these uh, these both these beers are uh, got good enough scores from us to go on the craft beer bucket list that you're. They're beers we have to try before we die. And I think we had a really good diversity of songs to go with these beers. So I'm really loving this pairing the song with the beer overall. I we are it. just very complex individuals. Yeah. So yeah, I would say so. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's a good thing. Yeah. So Ray, uh, why don't you take us out here and uh, we'll call it a day. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. So before I get into the closing, Jess, thank you again so much for carving out the time to hang out with us. Um, absolutely. Always love hearing what you have to say. Uh, you're so knowledgeable and uh, such a good hearted person. So it's awesome to have somebody on that knows so much about beer. Obviously, that's why we're here. But when you get to hear about the the philanthropy and whatnot that you're doing, that's motivating for me. And hopefully it uh, triggers something in somebody else to go do what they can wherever they're at. Right. So wow. absolutely love that. Thank you so this much. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> oh, oh, you're more than welcome. So uh, remember to go to hftd.org forward slash things. We don't say IPA. Check out that beer. Uh, a wonderful cause. And also look at Beer Babe Jess's Instagram profile. Again, look for that post. You can't miss it. A wonderfully beautiful beer. Fantastic pink peach color. And this bright pink can art on the can. It's unmistakable super easy to find stop what you're doing pull the car over get your cell phone out <laughs> and a look at this stuff follow it do it now and uh while you're at it uh let's give lost 40 some love as well visit their social media give them some likes some thumbs up and shares and also visit rogue and do the same for them and when you get done with all that look at beer babe jess again if you haven't don't forget to like her stuff on social media give her a share check out her website beerbabejess.com buy some merch um get some of her certified beer babe stickers and put them on your beer fridge i've got one on mine it makes me feel special i'll say yeah. it just like that <laughs> and uh thank you so much for tuning in give us the five star rating on apple give us an awesome rating we love to read those continue to tag us in your beer posts uh, thank you everybody so much for listening and uh, please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local and uh, we'll see you guys in another episode. Adios!
Crap Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.